This is Between the Lines with J.C. Caldwell. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I know that I'm getting a very late start to today's show. Um, I was ready on time, and I go outside to get in my car, and I had totally forgotten that it piled snow last night. So my car was covered, covered, covered in snow. So I had to go out there and, you know, scrape everything off, and that took longer than normal. And then I had to park kind of far away. So... I do apologize that I am so late today, but I am excited to get a start on this week's episode. Might be a little shorter because of the because of the delay, but um, let's just get right into it. So, as usual, we have sports up first. Um, oh wow. Okay, here we go. Sports. Um, so first off, men's tennis played on Sunday against San Diego. Um, men's tennis took a win, woo, four to three against San Diego. Um, I haven't ever watched like an actual tennis match, but when talking to some, a few sports fans that I know, they said that our men's tennis team is actually like super good. I actually found out that our opinion manager at the Statesman, um, William, he played tennis in high school and was actually like really good, loved it, like grew up playing it, but like. I, so then I asked him, I was like, well, why aren't you on, like, the USU team? And he kind of explained that, like, we're way too good and that we get players from, like, other countries on our team and stuff like that. So, anyway, really cool. Men's tennis won. Um, women's tennis also had a match on Sunday against New Mexico. Unfortunately, they didn't get a win. Um, they lost 0-4. to four. Um, And then softball is up next they played all weekend um they played against fresno on sunday for their kind of like final game and lost three to four which is a huge bummer they were on like a nine game winning streak so they did lose that streak but our softball team is really really good and they they have some more games coming up all this weekend um i think they have a game thursday friday saturday and then tuesday for this next this upcoming however you want to look at it this week so um that'll be really cool to watch they are really good so that's exciting also last week i did promise that i would give you guys an update on student media's intramural softball team so i'm throwing that into sports also i realized that last week i never even said the actual name of our team it's hot off the press which i think is like so clever so genius i am kind of biased because i came up with the name but It's so student media, and it's still, like, a great name, so hot off the press. Anyway, we did not do so hot um, last week. We did have, like, a little tailgate, which was fun. We um, roasted hot dogs over this tiny fire, portable fire that we had, and we played Never Have I Ever, and that was a lot of fun. Um, But it was freezing, like, extremely cold like the wind was blowing like crazy and it was super chilly and so that sucked um I hate being cold I was telling everyone there like I do okay like I think I do pretty good at not complaining in certain situations but when I am cold I am like completely miserable and so I was completely miserable and it's like all I could think about was how cold my hands were how cold my toes were and this was like before the game had even started Um, anyway, so finally just went into this building and sat in this building with like 
my hoodie over my legs, like, so cold. And then we go out to play, and we're playing this team called Blowfish, and they were, like, they're, like, really good. They have, like, legit baseball player athletes, like, who, like, even tried out for, like, the baseball team, like, really good players. Anyway, so we played them, and um, we obviously lost. I feel like it's obvious, at least. Um, but actually, not as much as we lost the first game. Because that first game, we lost 24-2, to and that was just not fun. But this game, I think we only lost, like, 15-1. to um, I could be wrong, but either way, we lost. Um, and so it was freezing the whole time, and I had food poisoning that day also, so I wasn't feeling the greatest. So I did not play very well. I struck out... Um, probably at least twice unfortunately I need to go to the batting cages or something Um, but other than that it was fun Uh, we have another playoff game tonight the only reason we're in the playoffs is because everyone makes the playoffs and just by our bad luck we are playing that blowfish team again tonight for the playoffs it's unfortunate because we could have played 31 other teams and just by how the rankings were we're playing them again and so We'll see how it goes. Maybe maybe we'll have some luck on our side, but I don't even know if we will be playing because um, if you looked outside, there's snow all around in the middle of April, you guys. Oh, so crazy. Anyway, we will move into events. Um, so this week is Logan City Limits. Woo-woo. So this is kind of put on by Aggie Radio. It's kind of a huge thing for them. Um, it's really cool. So they've been doing stuff all this week. Um, for it and on Friday it'll kind of like end with the end of your bash concert and even on Saturday they're having like a downtown Logan concert but other than that I'm gonna go through the other events so there's an NBA 2k22 tournament today at the arc from 6 to 8 um, this is being put on by the eSports club which I've mentioned before um, and you can win a t-shirt um, and some G fuel energy so, if you're really good at NBA 2K22 or just, you know, NBA, then go play and win some stuff. Um, also, tomorrow, there's a Pacific Islander Luau, ooh, which is so fun. I actually got to go to, like, an actual Luau in Hawaii over spring break with my dad, which was way fun and way cool. So, glad that we're bringing that culture here to USU. Um, that Luau will be tomorrow in the TSC Ballroom from 7 to 10. They will be having, like, fire dance, food trucks, a lot of fun stuff. Um, on Thursday, if you're not in the NBA, but you are good at Madden NFL, they're having that tournament at the Arc from 6 to 8 on Thursday. Also on Thursday is a Deep Roots event. So this is actually being put on by, well, us student media and USUSA. And one of my senior, my, my senior news writer, Michael Popa, He's kind of organized this all together. Deep Roots is just kind of talking about Afghanistan and all the stuff that's going on there and just being educated on politics and things like that. There's a lot of going to be really cool speakers. He's worked really hard on it. So anyway, that will be at 7 at the Eccles Conference Center. So mark that on your calendars. Also on Saturday is the Hangar Hop, which is put on by the aviation people it's kind of like their final dance after aviation week and should be a lot of fun that's going to be at the cash logan airport from 7 to 10 on saturday and before as i mentioned um logan city limits um 
Good Color, which is a band that is on our cover for the Statesman this week, which looks so good. Shout out to Bailey Rigby. Um, they are having their release show at the TSC Fountain at 8 p.m. on Thursday. So that'll be really, really cool. And then Friday is the end of your bash concert. That will be at the Field House at 8 p.m. That should be a lot of fun. And then last but not least, on Saturday is the Downtown Logan concert. It will be at Y Sound at 7. So we'll have some cool bands. Um, I think that it'll be a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, there's also, like, a snack activity going to go be going on today at 11. Um a karaoke raffle night tonight at 7 p.m. at the TSC Ballroom. Um, also, Miss USU was yesterday. So, shout out to Emily Lundquist. She is our new Miss USU for next school year. Um, so, that's really cool. We will have a story up, a feature up on about her today. So, be looking for that. Um, yeah. All right. Let's get into our fun favorite statesman section. Oh, shoot. Sorry. I'm trying to play my music, but um, the computer really doesn't want me to. That's a lot of fun. Okay. Um, anyway, so I guess we'll just go right into the Statesman segment, segment without music because it is not working. Um, wow, that's going to be a pain because I have an interview on here. But, okay, we'll just go with it. So, this week in the Statesman, there was an article on um on Pepsi and the Pepsi contract that we have with USU or sorry the USU has with Pepsi sorry my mind's going all over trying to figure out this technology thing um anyway so I wrote this story um it actually was inspired by um one of our advisors at student media Nate um he brought it up and so I looked into it to see when the contract was ending um what USU got out of the contract and stuff like that. And so I could sit here and talk about it, but I finally think that I have this video pulled up. So this interview that I'm about to play, you guys, is an interview that I did with Alan Anderson, and he is the executive director of Dining Services here on campus. And so he's the one who deals with the contract and writes it up and stuff like that. Um, So, yeah, I'll just go ahead and play that. He'll have... A lot of um, stuff to answer and explain about the contract. So here we go. I'm probably going to cut it a little short just because we're short on time today. But here we go. Um, when is the contract up with Pepsi, like officially? The official contract actually ends in June 2024. I think like June 17th or 18th, middle part of June. Okay, cool. Yeah. And how long has this contract been going on for? It started in December 2013. So typically we do these contracts for 10 month, ten years is a typical contract, but we intentionally changed this one and added an extra six months on there to get it into the summertime because if we have to change over, it's really hard to change over the middle of the year. And so that's why that's, this is kind of a bizarre contract. The next contract will be for 10. Okay, so, so. most contracts are Most contracts are for 10, although curious enough, the first contract with Coke was for 12 years. Because we start out the ten-year contract, and then the president of the time negotiated an extra two years for an additional sum of money. So, okay, awesome. yeah, so typically ten. Okay, and what benefits have come along with this Pepsi contract? 
So there's a lot of benefits, and I can speak really in reference to the benefits that the dining services controls. Um, number one, pricing is really good. You know, we pay a lot less for for the syrup and for bottles and everything like that. Mostly syrup. Bottles are pretty much the same. We don't get a great discount. But the syrup, we get a great discount. We're able to save, pass that savings on to the students. Um, you know, students might argue that we don't pass it along. But bottom line, because even though we charge the same that people would downtown, we're making savings in other places, so it helps our food costs in other ways. So that's a big savings to us. And the other thing that I'm really, really excited about, we get marketing money every year. And we actually pass that directly onto the students in the form of, of um, product in kind that USUSA has access to, as well as Housing Res Life has access to to help fund some of their product, some of their programming. So they can they can get a, it's a thousand dollars a semester for USUSA, and um, same thing for Housing Res Life, and that comes from money that the Pepsi gives us for marketing money and dining services, and we have chosen to give that back to students. And all that we ask is they you know basically sponsored by Pepsi, so that, that's a good program. Um, probably even a better program though is we get fifty thousand a year that goes towards a living and learning scholarship, um, and that's operated through housing. Uh, for students to live in in certain areas in the, in the dorms in the Res Life area, uh, predominantly in Central Suites area, they've been in Mount View Towers, Valley View Towers, different areas where they have meal plans. Um, but it funds a really good program for first year students in working. It's called Aggie Smart Start. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Um, there's Aggie Smart Start is a program for first year for freshmen, and then there's Aggies Thrive for sophomores. Uh, what it is, it's a program funded and helped out by, by the money from Pepsi um, that goes towards helping them, you know, transition into the second year. So it really works on persistence and making them successful. So that's one of the things I'm most excited about because, you know, a lot of money from typically from these contracts nationwide, the, the bulk of the money goes to athletic programs, which is also a great, great thing. But we are fortunate enough with this Pepsi contract to put in there that we wanted some scholarship money. And we're hoping to carry that forward. Um, we've been working with provost office and, and things to really carry that forward as we go into the next contract. It'll be written into the contract that the, um, the winning purveyor can tell us how much money they want to put towards these scholarship programs for freshmen and then sophomores. So, cool. yeah. And um, when you had the contract with Coke, were the, was it similar benefits or is it completely different? Coke was interesting because Coke, this is the first time the university, I've been here 32 years, this is the first time the university had ever done it. Um, I take that back. The first time they did it, they actually um, burned the vice president effigy on the quad. So they canceled that contract. People were so upset because they were going to go to one. So the first time we did it, we went out to bid and we didn't really have a much a huge plan for the money. Um, and so when we when we saw how much money we got, then the vice president at the time, Fred Hunsaker, did, distributed it out, and it went to different areas. Um, and we didn't have a scholarship plan in place. We were just kind of blindsided. We'd never done this before. We didn't know. So over the course of those 12 years, I started scheming, not scheming, but I really wanted something to come out of the next contract um, that could really help students. Because I look at dining services, we're the, we buy the bulk of the product. In fact, period, we buy the product, you know. Um, and sell it to the guests, and so we're really the one that's buying the product. Athletics has a lot of um, sponsorship opportunities to get Pepsi name out there in stadiums and stuff, but we're the ones buying all the product. So I really want to do something like this. So what we did when we went to the Pepsi contract, we actually wrote it in the RFP, which is a request for proposal, that said we have this program for first-year students, 
And what we did is we said it's for first-year students that live on campus and they have a meal plan. And we want to know how much more money you would put towards that. And we saw it as an opportunity, if you think about it, it's, it, it's a really good plan because Pepsi is putting money towards a scholarship for students that are going to drink Pepsi. And so it's kind of a win-win situation. And so we wrote it into the proposal, and so it had to come to um, the scholarship program when the contract was awarded. And we plan to do that again. And so what it does, it takes some of the, it, it, le- it puts in the hands of Pepsi or Coke, where was the contract, where they want the money to go. And so that's the way we were able to get this $50,000 a year um, as far as the scholarship money. We wrote it inside the contract when we did the proposal. So, gotcha. so we got it that way. So yeah, yeah. And it's really fun. It's really fun to see those programs come full-fledged. I mean, housing or Res Life really runs it with their RAs to their programs and things like that with the students. Um, but through Pepsi, we're able to fund it, so it's really cool. Awesome, that is cool. So how much money is normally involved with these contracts total? I knew you'd ask that, so I've got it right here. Great. <laughs> um, so this contract in total is $3.5 million over the course of the 10 and a half years, um, in that, and that's cash. That's basically money given to the university. Checks written out. At, it's on an annual basis. They don't pay it up front, but it's on an annual basis. Um, and then there's an, an additional $1.1 million That's it's Some of it's in kind. For example, a lot of product, the Gatorade on the sidelines and, and coolers and a lot of different things like that is given to the athletic department, but not just the athletic departments. Club sports gets a lot of that too. And so a lot of in-kind, so the $1.1 million is really in-kind that goes to like that. And there's also a bunch of marketing. And so when you look at all the marketing they do around um, you know, wherever they are at, on their, on their, they may have a football schedule on their trucks or something like that. There's also a lot of money goes towards marketing of the university that Pepsi pays to market the university, and so that adds to about 1.1 million there, and so in total, you know, you're sitting at about 4.6, 5.6, I think 4.6 billion. Yeah, if you can do the math. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's about what it comes out to. Um, when Coke did it, I don't remember the. I know the numbers are a lot larger. But um, back then, it was a really big thing. Um, soda companies were doing it all across the nation. And that's why we kind of got into the business. And then it kind of fell off in popularity and value and a lot of different things like that. So the value of these bids aren't what they used to be, let's put it that way. It's going to be really interesting. I've, um, a lot of universities, they, they just kind of sometimes say it's not worth it um, because there's not enough money. And it. it'll be interesting this time when we go back out to see how much Coke or Pepsi wants to put in. Um, and it becomes a very interesting concept because this is a national thing. So Coke USA funds a lot of things, Pepsi out of New York. And so it's really a nationwide thing that they're looking to say, hey, is Utah State University have enough exposure, have enough of what we want to put money into? So it's not just the local bottler that's putting money into this. It ends up national marketing monies that comes into Utah State University. One of the things we did on the first one, and we're considering we're looking at the value plus or minus, is the first time we did it with Coke, because it was the first time we'd ever done it in the history of Utah State, is we actually kept the quick stop out of it. And so the quick stops are both. Um, we're, we're discussing whether that's a good idea or not or whether we want to because obviously if you, if you minimize or you lessen what they're getting, they're going to pay less. Um, but we really have to take a look at, at the value to our, our end customers, you know, because bottom line, if Coke gets it, all the Mountain Dew people are mad. 
Pepsi get it, all the Diet Coke people are bad. <laughs> all right, we're going to go ahead and end that interview right there. But um, I thought that that was really good and a really good interview. He gives a lot of insight into the contract behind it. I am I personally um, am a Pepsi drinker. I love Pepsi. Um, every time I go to the quick stop, I'm getting Pepsi. Um, but I found out that a lot of like employees here prefer Coke. So very interesting. But if you want to learn a little bit more about that, go check out my article in the Statesman this week. Um, some other stories, we got some really good ones. It's kind of our Logan city limits edition. So we have stories about good color and how they're releasing their new album. I'm going to perform it at Logan city limits. Um, we got another band feature on 19 miles per hour. Um, fun stuff like that. We also have some news stories in there about how USU is not following nationwide education trends. Um, the kind of teachers or people going into teaching is decreasing across the nation. But here at USU, we're actually doing like really good. So that's kind of a really cool story. Um, we also have, you know, we finally know who's taking over the barbershop space at the bottom floor of the TSC, and it, it, it and it is student events. So that's cool. There's a little write up on that. Um, yeah, we've got a sports story on two twins who are on the softball team. So that's kind of a cool, unique story, um, and an opinion piece on the Oscars. And just good stuff all around. So make sure to pick up a copy of the Statesman this week. And we'll um, moving into Logan news. I'm just gonna, since we are definitely out of time, and um, it is definitely my fault. So, um, I'll just kind of say this quickly. But just the Logan news for today is just about how the new Logan City Library is breaking ground on Monday. April 18th, so that is on this Monday, and they're doing that at 11.30 a.m. Um, the groundbreaking is happening at, on the plaza at City Hall, um, so that's kind of cool. Um, let's see. Sorry, I'm kind of rereading this article. Um, I just kind of briefly glanced at it before, but the new library is going to stay in the same spot. Um, it's just like it's just kind of upgrading, renovating the Logan Library, um, so... Yeah, that's good. that'll be good and fun. They're right now they're in like this little tiny spot, <laughs> temporarily until, whew, excuse me, until it's finished. So, um, my professor is making jokes that he thinks they're gonna pull out the golden shovels for this groundbreaking thing with the Logan Library. So we'll see. If you want to know, show up on Monday. <laughs> um, all right, our last portion headliners. <laughs> Okay, so today's is a really fun, I actually like today's headliner. Um, so the headline is, quote, horse becomes a weekly regular at Dunkin' Donuts in Florida, end quote. So I thought that this one was fun to begin with just because we um, just got like a Dutch Bros and like we have a Starbucks and there's all these coffee places. And so I guess people can relate to the desire to have this coffee. Um Anyway, so it's kind of just like the headline reads, this guy, he's like a cowboy. He rides his horse um, every week, sometimes multiple times a week, and rides it into town to Dunkin' Donuts and will go through the drive-thru um, in Florida. And they, it, I mean, this story calls them local celebrities. 
Um, just because it's so funny seeing a horse like through the drive-thru. That is definitely not something you see every day. Um, this cowboy, he is like a retired bull rider. And he just likes riding his horse. And so they make like, I think it's, tw- oh, this article says that round trip, it's 12 miles. To this Dunkin' Donuts in home, it's 12 miles. So um, his horse's name is Jackson. And they just go um, once a week at least. Um, this, the cowboy says it's like a half day thing, but it's worth it. And he loves it and he wouldn't change it. Um, and all he gets is a, like one coffee for himself and he'll order a plain donut for his horse every week. And the employees love him. And so that's kind of a fun, very unique story that I love. I thought it was funny because my dad is a cowboy and like has horses and I can totally see him doing that. Maybe not 12 miles, maybe not once a week, maybe not for coffee, but I'm, I don't know. I just thought of him. So thought it was kind of funny. Um, so with that, we will go ahead and wrap up the show. I apologize again for being late, but thank you for being patient and tuning in. Um, next week will actually be my very last show. Um, so yeah, kind of bittersweet. I'm excited for summer, but this has been a really fun show. I've enjoyed it. So just make sure to tune in for my last show on next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.